Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to The Millennial Dad, where I, Adrian Trotter, CEO and owner of Trotter Media, talk about the funds and fears of raising kids in 2018, coming from a perspective of a millennial, 28-year-old. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode, and I appreciate you tuning on in. And this ex- episode is not going to be explicit. Um, I'm going to just uh, talk about my day and kind of the uh, takeaways of what happened and all of that fun stuff. So strap on in. We're ready to go. All right, guys. uh, Thanks for coming on in and welcome to the Millennial Dad podcast. Today was just a pretty amazing day. I usually start off the episode kind of explaining what the episode's going to be about, but really this episode's mostly going to be about my day-to-day, kind of reflecting on the uh, experiences and tell some little stories about what um, has happened today. I hope you enjoy yourself um, listening to this. So I wanted to, the whole reason I have these podcasts is to give a almost like a snapshot into my life for my children and for any, really anybody that listens to this, because I'm sure as my influence of who I am starts spreading throughout uh, the state of Florida and throughout the nation, the people will be interested in who the man was. This is more of an uncut version, kind of not really scripted. I just really take the time to reflect through my day in a, like a raw, candid way. That's not necessarily very bad for people to hear, but they can take from my stories what they want and get to know me as a person in this medium, right? A lot of the times, so many businesses confuse um kind of who they are or what their brand does and separate themselves from like their personal life from their business. And that's what a lot of people ask me a lot, like about Facebook. They try to have their personal Facebook. If they have one, they try to keep it as private as possible. So that way, you know, their own political views and et cetera, won't be bled into their business and affect their customers and all that. In some ways that's good. Like, you know, but you also, should just kind of, as a person, reflect on how you're using these social media platforms. Like, are you bashing people online and you're trying to be like, smile to their faces of business? Are you, do you really care about the people that do business with you? Or are you just in it to make a dollar? You know, there's telltale signs of that. And usually if social, your social media profiles aren't open, then kind of, there's a couple questions that come along with that. I've decided to use this method. So when someone asks me what works um, and what what doesn't, I don't have to use some other business. I can just show my own personal like brand, if you will, of who I am. And to show them that it's so easy to do in this day and age that if you just share yourself and share your stories that you have, then people gravitate towards that. I really don't have lessons in this podcast that way. Like I'm not trying to impose or teach you how to do something and get a certain, like distill a certain uh, methodology out of this. This is just musings, um, kind of going over raising kids and 
uh, and all that. So there was a, just a brief rule on what I kind of setting up what I'm talking about. So the time is she is a ticking, right? Like Avner could come at any moment. He is scheduled to be, we are scheduled to be induced on Monday, but we're visiting Jacksonville, um, the uh, office of Kim Ashi, Dr. Kim Ashi, and my uh, mother is a midwife, a practicing midwife there. So she is the midwife of my little son to come, grandma. <laughs> she goes by Mimi to the grandchildren. And uh, I have, I actually have a sister. Her name is Katie, and she has two kids, Ezio, who's about to be one, and um, Cadence, who is just uh, six, about to be seven in September. It was cool. Cadence's birthday is like nine, ten, eleven. You know, so that that's really interesting to me. You know, I remember when she was born, and I go into the hospital holding her for the first time, and I just got off of work doing door to door, and um. Yeah, it was like, I remember holding her. Now she's the same age as Liliana. So Avner is uh, coming on into this world soon. He could come be coming tomorrow until my mom checks my wife out to see if she's ready to deliver this little bundle of joy. And you can't, you just can't imagine my excitement, right? My wife has been prepping the house for so long. I jokingly say it's like he's been living here for four weeks. All the baby stuff is in, um, set up in the corner. The swing's not yet unpacked, but most of the stuff, he, like the the um, car seat that uh, her her mother, my mother-in-law, um, grandma and grandpa, uh, her my father-in-law, Gary, and my grandma, Marianne, they got him like a whole set of things, you know, from a stroller to... Um, like a pack in play, like they, everyone, there actually was a huge turnout for the baby shower that we had for Abner uh, a couple of weeks ago at the dugout um, there on Ridgewood. It's a new sports bar and they have this room and I, um, I think it's on my Facebook page, but they have this room that's like a little clubhouse, secret clubhouse. So I didn't realize how big it really was, but a lot of people got a lot of gifts and I'm still like, it's a 45 minute video of my wife opening all these gifts from people. And so like, I have to compile that for our records and to give thank you notes to everybody. I mean, it was a huge, I mean, I call it the baby flood or the baby deluge, right? <laughs> so anyways, he's going to come anytime. And so this morning, um, she actually asks uh, Susan, her boss, if she can uh, work from home today since the baby's so close and so she could prepare her emails for her customers. And let me let me stop for a second. Let me tell you something about my wife. She is the most amazing customer, client-facing representative there is in the entire state of Florida. She legitimately is. I am envying Goo right now in some regards. Because she is just handling their customers so well. I, I jokingly told her, because she was telling me how people started signing up because they've been were getting referrals. And I said, you made, you're making more sales in the sales team right now. Not the entire sales team, but some members on the sales team don't even get 10 sales in a week or what have you, you know. And that's not a like a slap in anybody's face. It's just I'm 
let me let me boast in my wife for a second. She's a very hard worker. I mean, it kills me sometimes when she's like using my the the giant family uh, PC that's like built to do a million things, <laughs> and she's just loves. She's like, oh my gosh, it's so fast. I get so much work done compared to my laptop, and she just knocks stuff out when customers ask her stuff. When she has Goo has clients all over the United States, so time zones and all that. She just handles her business. Of course, some people make her like, you know, she's a person, human. So it's not like she's faking. Like, she'll talk with them, try to do, do the work, you know, and then vent to me about how rough it was and how tough it was. But all in all, she highly represents Goobagoo as a client, I mean, a, a um, account manager, right? So that being said, she's always, she's so organized, so prepared. I mean, guys, like... Her email clutter level is 0%. I mean, she is just top-notch, top-notch. So this time she call, you know, to, tells her boss, hey, I'm going to work from home today instead of going in the office. So she works remote and let, starts compiling the emails and everything. Um, we go to Starbucks to meet my first uh, contact who I met at One Million Cups because I have, like, a lot of things I've been doing for – myself that I'm it's blossoming into it I've been going to million cups for about two years and people see me there right they see Adrian Trotter as a presence and they saw kind of my evolution as a business to where I'm at now right now I found the biggest need for businesses so I met with one of the organizers at Starbucks in Orman and it was such a great time to really talk and see his ideas and he was expressing them to me and I was just so happy to be a part of it and it was a pretty big um, idea in the corner of my eye though I see my wife trying just checking on her because I'm very aware like she can pop at any moment but um you know Tyler who's one of the organizers there met with her or said hi I met with him and then Bud came by. Bud says hi and everything. And I get I get a lot of good information from him. And I talked to him about a podcast because I'm doing one and how great it is, even though I probably have like three listeners. I mean, I think my first episode, when I looked at the, the stats, had 10 listeners and I was kind of surprised at that. But the whole point that I was making is you have to be consistent. It's like showing up for work in a way. This is a lot of fun for me, but it's a level of work. Like I have to stop, take time out. Like my wife's upstairs, you know, waiting for me to get done with this to speak with me and hug me and love me and all of that. I'm doing this just so for the benefit of the listener, so you can know my life, right? So I was expressing to him that the the website that he has needs to reflect himself in such a way that once they listen to the podcast, they want to see who you are. That's funny because I actually just recently purchased the domain for adriantrotter.com just for that purpose, just so people can see mostly into my life, right? I'm going to have mostly my own personal blogging about Millennial Dad. For my own personal type of people I want to reach, and not so much to make money, but just to show that it can be done, like that I'll have traffic and stuff like that, like it's it's not really that selfish it's just it's another expression or form of who i am right anyways 
So we get done with that. And my wife really has been putting this bug in my ear about getting my finances together. We go to do my business taxes. And of course, I have to file as an LLC at this point because my agency is um, still a little fledgling agency. But um, I was like stoked that I was like, oh, wow, like I made X amount of money this year. Um, you know, you go in and the the government takes what they take and I get added as a like you know, I'm married to my wife, so we file together um, and all that. But after that, I realized something is I didn't have a personal bank account set up. I've been really just not paying myself out of my business. And that like really has to stop, especially as Avner comes in. So I like was playing out a scenario in my head. I'm like, we, I don't have a savings account. My wife does. My wife has everything, like all the burden of everything's on her. And I'm just really focused on the business. I said, you know what? It's time for me to play the game too. It's time for me to join in too. Whenever I had like a natural job, whether it was 800 bucks every two weeks or something, I was playing the game with her, meaning whatever bills came up, I was going halfsies with her. And you know what I mean? Like I was contributing, an active contributing member to the household of the Trotter estate. Right now, it's not really the Trotter estate, it's the Sadaka estate because we're living in an apartment owned by my my uh, father-in-law but I was an active member and I decided oh, you know I said you know what I'm going to actively contribute to myself pay myself first then I can go ahead and keep reinvesting into the business and making moves that are financially stable to grow the business and all of that like I can't not pay myself right so that being said, I opened up two accounts, one checking, one savings, and then I went and headed off to get Lily. The thing about last time, right, I spoke about the audacity that the school had to tell me the dangers of my ch my child's lives possibly in danger so late. I since then slept on it, forgave them, you know, I didn't, I don't hold grudges, I kind of that's a part of this podcast too, is mostly like a therapy session, if you will, to express myself and my emotions to not blow up on the, on the people doing their job, doing their darndest to like protect in a time of scare. I bet they were just as scared or just as worried as I was. And they were more focused on the safety of the kids versus calling me to tell me somebody's hat, something, somebody's doing something wrong. They shouldn't be doing around the school. So I, you know, I use empathy there. I, put myself in their shoes and said, you know what? I wouldn't want no parent yelling at my behind and telling me I shouldn't, whatever. That's not how people should treat one another. That's like, I, let me tell you something. If we all lived by the golden rule that you're taught, right? Do unto others as you would like to be done to yourself. We would be in a such a much better world. And I know I don't follow that rule 100% of the times. There's sometimes I get mad and even to my own wife, you know, poor, poor Danielle, you know, she doesn't know what goes through my head sometimes. And in some ways I'm still growing. I'm 28, but I'm still young, a young man. So there's some things I'm unlearning while being with her, you know, that she doesn't deserve to be gone through, but she endures it. You know, she's a, she's a beautiful soul and a, person that understands and loves me with all her heart and might, just like I love her. So there's, there's nothing there that we, uh, 
have to, um, like we're, we treat each other right, you know. Um, but now we're getting to the uh, middle of the episode now, so I'm going to take a little pause here. And I'll pick it up later on, so that way at least these 15-minute segments, I feel, are good for the listeners. So that being said, we'll go from there, and I will talk to you guys in a little bit. All right. <laughs> so you you come in the middle of my episode. What were you trying to get right now? What am I looking at? I needed ice cream. What ice cream do you have? A drumstick. A drumstick. Listen, I was in bed just waiting for you to stop talking so I can get it. <laughs> you come over here all sneakily, like trying to be as quiet as possible right at the middle of the episode. And I was like, pause, hurry up, trying to pause it, I'm messing with my phone. It's just so you can get this. You gotta see me. I was paranoid upstairs wanting to like, get this as soon as possible. It's mandatory. Mandatory. Okay, I got you. I like the thing I like is when you say like your son Abner wants these strawberries. So this is after, uh, after wants this. And Abner wants this, so you can, so I can't get mad at you because Abner wants it. That's right. <laughs> All right, baby. Let me get back to talking to these people. Love mm, you. I love you so much. Yeah, go, go, <laughs> go. <laughs> Leave me. <laughs> wow, babe. Wow. Is it over? It's not over. I'm still talking. Go. I can't. I can't pause it. <laughs> My wife. Oh gosh. One of these days she'll be on here for real talking with me, but she just had to get some ice cream, and I wanted to record the moment because it was so like funny to me. She came down a little sneaky and stuff. All right. So, um, Av, so <laughs> she got me kind of like messed up here. <laughs> She's over here still laughing upstairs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll get back, get back, get back. <sighs> so, we, I know, I go to pick up Liliana, and uh, we get her ready to go to Bible class with me, and well, with the family. Um, I take a little short nap after I get uh, kind of my bearings on my business. You know, I explain to my wife the idea of the bank accounts and everything. She was cool with that. She was happy. Of course, most women are happy when you tell them about money. And, uh, we get her, get her ready, and my wife this time, you know, normally she's dressed up really nice for class, but this time she just doesn't care. She doesn't she doesn't dress up this time. She's and I forgive her, you know. I don't know what it's like to have a baby in my belly. That's how she says it, you know, a baby in my belly. I'm growing it. I'm uncomfortable, and I'm waddling, and I don't want to bend down and put on any pantyhose or anything, you know, whatever. You know, she doesn't really wear pantyhose, maybe maybe tights or something, but anyways, so, you know, she just kind of wears casual stuff today, because the babies could come tomorrow, you know, um, so then Liliana, you know, she's dressed cute and everything, we're driving, and of course, like, bike week is starting here in Daytona Beach, and 
Um, you know, the police are kind of out in force, and we've had these conversations with Lilibana before about police because I don't know what it is like in the other household with her uh, her father, but uh, you know, police are looked at as like, oh, oh no, it's the police, or, oh no, you know, and that's something that's got to stop. I mean, they the idea of the police is that way they can protect you because bad people want to take your stuff or do you harm. They're there to like stop them from doing that. They are supposed to be like law abiding and they can actually use the law to apprehend people that do things they're not supposed to do. So the more police around you, I mean, it it should be passive, you know, like they're just there watching, helping you. But, you know, she saw a lot of them. And normally she talks about how, like, why and police and, you know, it's because, you know, the flashing lights get the attention of a young child and then we have to go into what's happening. And she's also been in the car when, you know, her father has been pulled over or her father's girlfriend or um, mommy's been pulled over once. Um, I don't think she's been in the car when I got pulled over. But uh, I usually, I've learned... That's one thing about myself is I used to get pulled I I used to get pulled over so much because I had a speedy mentality. I had like a Mazda Speed Three. It was my first car I financed, and man, I was a speed demon with that thing. You know, I didn't have. I just had a girlfriend, and I I mean, I got pulled over one time. Like after my like sixteenth time being pulled over, you know, I should learn. Like I was paying the state so much money because. I've like lived in Palm Coast, would go to Ormond and speed and speed and didn't care in some ways, you know, I'm young and dumb. And one cop pulls me over one time, I'm in the, the Mazda with my girlfriend then at the time. And I like, she, she tried to warn me, she said, stop, slow down, whoa, or something like that. I was going so fast on the side road next to 95 and cop pulls me over and he, he basically, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to get a ticket, you know. He said, why are you speeding? I made some dumb excuse, like, you know, I thought I was on the highway or something. And, and uh, I knew I was speeding. I admitted to the fault. I speeded. So I waited for him. And he came back to me, and I was sitting there waiting for a while. I'm sitting there, and she's like, I told you so, and all this stuff. And uh, he, the cop, the, the officer, the highway state, uh, highway patrol officer goes up to me and says, you know what, I'm not going to write you a ticket. And I was like, really? Why? And he's like, do you want one? I'm like, no, but, you know, normally I just know how this goes. I get pulled over. I get a ticket, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he says, no, I just, um, you know, your your, rap, your uh, driving record's worse than most adults I've ever seen. And I just wanted to let pull you over to, like, stop you, slow you down, because someone died, like, last night or something like that on this road and it's the side road on 95 on the way to Ormond like I guess Broadway or I don't really remember right now I don't take anymore but it it was like you know a whoa moment I think that was one of the last times I ever got pulled over for speeding um but that that's the thing is like now I I do sometimes go five over or I do if someone's like totally going in the wrong lane i'm not saying i don't ever speed but um, now i'm more conscious of like i have people i really care about and love that are part of my life and if i die or i get hurt seriously then 
and it was because of my recklessness, then I have to live with that for the rest of my life or not. They have to live with not having me for the rest of their life. So it makes you more respectful of the road and the privilege in which you're given. Anyways, so we get to class and um, this is a moment I want to share with you. Not really so much of what was taught there because this podcast, I'm not really going to go too much into like my belief system. I'm going to incorporate them a little bit and know like why I think the way I think and what I do, why I do the things I do sometimes because I believe that um, there is a creator, by the way, and that I am on this world because of him, you know, because of what the purpose I have in this life, he chose me and you and whoever's listening to this podcast, everyone in the world that exists. I believe through the name of the creator that his name means he who causes to exist. If you exist in this life, you have a part to play whatever that is. And some people go their whole lives without learning what that part is, but um, that's not for me. Like, I want to know what my part is. I want to actively participate in this life to help out who I can and do what I can um, to provide for my family and doing things I love without making people rich that don't care about me, you know, if that makes sense. I don't I started a business really not so much because stick it to the man type of mentality. My story is mostly because I have ideas that, for one, aren't implemented. I didn't see anywhere. And at a grunt level, employee level, like, like I don't have a college degree. I'm literally two classes away from getting an AA, my AA degree. But um, I've mostly learned what I did from the internet, you know, like I've learned a lot of the methods, the skills, all the things from the internet that they don't teach in school. Now, I'm not going to promote, you know, call it, you know, don't go to college and everything, but the way in which you go, like getting a massive amounts of debt to your eyeballs that now you have to pay and live your whole adult life paying that instead of like paying for retirement is ridiculous. Like that government-owned system of loaning or borrowing money from the government is for the birds. I still have student loan debt, um, you know, a small amount right now, but it's still like kind of a pretty sticky situation. Uh, I mean, my mother, to digress a bit, had student loan debt that was wages garnished, garnished because of the like, you know, she had to make a choice to pay for them or feed her kids, you know, she has seven kids. So it's just such a rough, rough situation to be in. So, you know, um, that's why in some regards, I'm saving early for them to go to school, not actively, but that's the goal. Like, that's the thing, you know, start off getting the money right for them. So they have the options. Like, I want to give them the the options to do that, to go to school and to live their life and all that. So, um, by the way, my, just as a note right now, if my, the sound of this podcast changes a bit, it's because the headphones are actually dying right now. So, um, if they die, they die. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep on moving. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so, so back to the class. So I, she goes to class and, you know, we sit in our little seats there in one of the rows and, um, like I get up to get 
uh, I forget what I was getting. Like maybe it was like a cup of coffee in the back or something. And Liliana asks, well, where are you going? And I didn't get a chance to answer. Mommy said, well, he's leaving forever. It's just going to be me, you, and Abner. You know, she was playing. It was kind of a it's kind of a rough joke in some regards, but it was like I knew she was playing. Like she made a funny face, and and Liliana was like kind of like looking like nah, -uh. like you know how little kids like nah, -uh, that face. I don't know how else to describe it, but <laughs> so I like you know I stand there for a little bit just so I could hear this explanation, and um, she's like, yeah, how would you feel if that happened? And she's like, that won't happen, you know, that won't happen, you know, I love my daddy, she says, and it just hit me, like, in my my little heart, you know, here's, she, call, for one, calls me daddy at that moment, not stepdad or anything, like, she normally corrects kids, and then she sees me, sees this as, like, a steady place, like, you know, like, this is the home, this is, like, this is the foundation, mommy and daddy, you know, and Abner. And Lily, you know, she sees herself there. And whenever she would draw her little pictures, and this is what, like, I'm trying to fight back, like, these, this emotional, like, teary tears of mistiness in my eyes when I'm talking right now. But I really, it makes my heart so freaking full and so happy and so, like, jiggly, you know, when you get your heart beating in your it's just a great moment to see when she draws a picture of a house and inside this picture of a house, she has me with my little mohawk. She draws me with like, she draws a stick figure and usually blue because it's my favorite color and she knows that. And so she'll like draw like a stick, like stick figure and then the hair will be like spiky and she calls out my mohawk. <laughs> she draws my mohawk, me standing there with mommy, and then recently she's drawn, like, mommy's stick figure normally had, like, a little triangle dress, now has, like, a baby inside, and she, like, draws a rainbow because she loves rainbows, and she's just, like, such a, a really good kid. She really is, and her heart's big, and that's, she, she gravitates towards, like, the family environment, like, she like whenever sometimes when my wife and I have arguments I'll walk out of the house to like out of the apartment because it's a kind of a small apartment you know sometimes I need air I need space I need to walk not that I want to leave my family or anything but I don't want to like show Lily us arguing you know or yelling or you know having a disagreement I don't like those type of things and sometimes they come up and like sometimes I'll walk and I'll come back but you know Liliana would ask mommy, you know, is he ever, is he coming back? Did he leave? You know, cause you know, my, my wife has had like boyfriends or things in the past. And like, you got to think of it as a kid's perspective is this, they don't know that people stay for a long time. You know, I've been with my wife almost, um, you know, two years now married, but, um, I've known her for a long time and that's my goal isn't to leave it's rather, I'd rather fix anything. I'd rather do the work with her. Like, that's my mentality. That's what I saw. That's what I was given from my father. As I'm sure my mom and dad had arguments. I mean, we really, I grew up not with much. You know, they were great spiritual leaders and everything, but I couldn't look to them for money. You know, when uh, 2006, 2007, my parents, like, 
did buy my first car for me, but they basically made me pay half of it, you know, because I had a job. So they like sold me the car really after they had bought it. Um, and it was my first car, but it was a Nissan Sentra, you know, 1997 Nissan Sentra maroon that I like, because I worked at 16 and then like by the time I'm 18 graduating high school, they, that was half of my, my presence. Cause like they might've paid 800 and I paid 400 for it or something, you know, they showed me a level like of a responsibility, but it was always like they were teaching me more of these guiding principles of a man, not so much like money. I, I had to do most of the stuff on my own. Like my mom taught me about good grades and things like that, that you're taught as a kid, you know, like do hard work, get good grades, etc. But they weren't financially set. And so I'm sure they had arguments about money or about the kids or about how I treated my mom sometimes and everything. But I never really saw them like getting shouting matches with each other or anything. But I just saw the way my dad respects my mom. And one time he told me something that stuck with me because like I would have a habit of like my mom and I would argue a lot. And then my dad would almost say the exact same thing my mom did. And I'd be like, yeah, I can see that, you know, I kind of settle down and listen. But I feel like because my mom had worn me out, you know, we were talking back and forth and I want to do my way. And she's trying to like raise a hard headed, knuckle headed boy that, um, my dad told me something, just an observation. He told me, he said that, you know, I think you have a problem with women. I said, what? What? That really hit me. He said, yeah, you like, you won't listen to your mother. You know, do you, do you listen to like your girlfriend or whatever? Like you only listen to me, you know, like, and even then it's hard, you know? And he showed me about like, like I look back at it and he always had really strong respect for like my my mother in love. And he showed that throughout all he's been sacrificing and giving for his kids for I don't know how long. I never saw him do anything fun. I'm not saying, you know, he didn't have fun, but he was just mostly focused on providing for us. And that was his day. That was his, like, he worked hard for like, you know, for companies or for the county or, you know, he, he did things for us. So that being said, I never learned from him to leave. And I know it's a little over this last half, but I want to leave you guys with a parting piece of like mind or, or anything like something like that, that basically talks to you about how men should be now like millennial, millennial or not baby boomer, Gen Z, whatever be the, a man is not what's between his legs or what defines him when he's born. It is like in the natural sense, but it's about how you handle the world. We are looked at a certain way as what being masculine is. You can't show your emotion. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you just leave, you know, you don't like most marriages, like you don't try to work it out. Like they're mostly ending in divorce and all this other stuff. But guys, like the whole thing about being a man, man is just understanding how the world works and actually working through it. It is work. Relationships are work. And 
the rewards are just so great. You just, we just don't know how much great rewards are for us out there for being true men in this world. Uh, my name is Adrian Trotter again, and I appreciate you sticking out a little bit longer this time. And I hope you enjoyed the show and I will catch you tomorrow. Hey guys. Um, this is Adrian again of the outro. I'm just letting you guys know if you would like to, and you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more. I'm doing an episode once a day. And if you want to further follow me outside of this, you can um, visit my um, Twitter account, which is at Drian underscore Trotter. Have further discussion about the episode and about what I talked about. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's at uh, Adrianos. And if you would like to just follow me on Facebook, you can. I'll be, uh, I'll announce on the podcast when I do, like, start my um, actual, I guess they're called uh, personal pages, but for businesses. So they're like public figure pages, I guess. And then also the website's coming soon. So thank you so much for sticking in with, with me this time, and I will catch you tomorrow.